Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Well, hey, let's get this week's podcast going. It's the Growing in Grace podcast. My name is Joel Breeze Mike Kapler is with me over 800 uh, Growing in Grace podcasts over the uh, past 16 plus years. We're kind of celebrating that and enjoying the various subjects and topics that we've talked about, reminiscing a little bit and, and sharing some highlights and headlines from over the years here on the podcast. Uh, I'm Joel Brzezinski again, along with Mike Kapler, that guy right there. We might have a few more topics to cover that we've covered over the last 16 or so years. A few things that we want to revisit and just reminisce a little bit on some of these important topics that we've talked about. You know, Joel, I was uh, listening to a program from a few years ago. Not something I usually go back and do, but it was on a particular subject. I just wanted to go back and and revisit it. And as I was listening to it, I I was just sitting there thinking, and there's a lot of good stuff in this program. And and it, and it, it occurred to me that we've got a lot of stuff that we've talked about <laughs> over the last 800 plus programs that is, uh, I, I guess I can understand why some people that have told us this, uh, that they go back and, and they listen to all of these programs, sometimes two, three or four times through, which has always amazed me. But I, I can see sometimes where you've been surrounded by all kinds of religious assumptions about Jesus and God and the Bible and everything that goes with it. A lot of them false assumptions built on man-made ideas, by the way. And then you kind of get this new refreshing perspective that is hopefully more in line with the gospel of grace and the knowledge of the truth that we're growing in. I, I, I can see why people are wanting to continue to feed off of the things that we talk about because it just goes against the grain of what they had been taught for so long, which really didn't leave them with any peace or rest. Yeah, I mean, when when you begin to see something like this, you know, the, the pure gospel of grace, you know, grace through faith, apart from works, God's righteousness given to us freely as his gift to us, not because we've done anything to earn it, and uh, despite any sins that we commit, I mean, he's gifted us with his righteousness. He, he sees us as righteous, not because he's looking through some special lens, but because he's gifted us with his righteousness. And when you begin to see things like this, you really can't unsee it. And you begin to see more and more the contrast between what you've been taught, what you've learned over the years, and the truth of this gospel. And it, it, it is. You, you want to be filling yourself up with refreshing things. And I believe that that is something that we do here. We provide refreshment. And I know I listen to other podcasts, too, that refresh me in that way as well. And I've gone back, too, and listened to past podcasts of ours as well. And the same thing has happened to me. I'm thinking it's, it's not because it's you and me, but it's because what's being said there, I need to hear it. I need to hear it myself. 25 years into this... And I still need to be reminded of these truths. I've definitely grown mm-hmm. a lot, and it's been good, and I'm happy for that. And I'm still growing. I'm always going to be growing and, and learning and renewing my mind to the truth. 
there are different things in this life that would drag us down and try to pull us away from the truth of the gospel uh, in many different ways. So it's good to be constantly reminded of, of this. And so I'm glad that we, we're we, here to do that. Yeah, and that there are other podcasts, too. Well, sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe we've been around a little longer than most of them doing what we do. But hopefully it is refreshing. I, I think we're kind of like eating junior mints while you're watching surgery. It's it's very refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> Are you Seinfeld fans out there? <laughs> yeah, I trust you to bring a Seinfeld thing in to the podcast. <laughs> we like to blend cultural references to the Bible. Yeah, and for our listeners who might have, you know, be 25 years or more ago who have heard that stuff, because Seinfeld, <laughs> yes. what, that's pretty old yes. stuff. Yes, well, they have this thing now called Google, so oh, well, if you don't true. get something, if it goes over your head, and, um, and because, of course, because the, we're so old. And, of course, the Andy Griffith references. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. And, and, and it will continue. It will, yep, it will continue. And so, yeah, as we look back, I guess we didn't really decide where we're going with this one. Two different things that we might start with here. What are you, What's your thinking, Cap? Well, uh have you ever heard of this thing called the spirit of the law? Of course, hmm. a lot of us have. And it's really just double talk, theological mumbo jumbo. They talk about the spirit of the law versus the letter of the law. And listen, it's just all made up. I mean, it's just, it's just, this is, this is where people kind of get off into strange territory sometimes when they go to seminary and theological school. They, they come into these things, they start discussing them. And they get off into all these weeds and rabbit trails based on other misunderstood assumptions that they have about certain things in the Bible. And before you know it, this just becomes normal talk for a lot of Christians, the spirit of the law versus the letter of the law. And it's just not really in there. It's just made up. It's, it's a fable, as Paul might call it. But wait, but wait, Cap. My Bible, right here, 2 Corinthians 3, here's what it says. It says, God has made us efficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit of the law. For the letter kills, but the spirit of the law gives life. Isn't that what your <laughs> what Bible says? What translation are you reading? <laughs> <laughs> well, I am reading the, I just added some words to the translation. Translation. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm familiar with that one. <laughs> so, yeah, but, yeah. So what it really says here in 2 Corinthians 3, you know, our sufficiency is from God, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit of the spirit not of the spirit of the law, for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. It doesn't say the spirit of the law in here at all, but I think this is where many people, when they run with a teaching about the spirit of the law, this is where they get that, thinking that, okay, we don't live by the letter of the law, but we live by the spirit of the law. But Cap, just a couple verses earlier, Paul says what he's talking about when he's when he's talking about the spirit. He says, you are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read by men. Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh. That is of the heart. So when he says that we've been made sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit, he's talking about the Holy Spirit, not the spirit of the law. 
for the letter kills. And by the letter, he's talking about the law. The letter kills, but the spirit gives life. And he goes on to talk about how the law written and engraved on stones is the ministry of death and condemnation. So the ministry of the, of the law, the ministry of the letter kills, but the spirit, the Holy Spirit, the ministry of the Holy Spirit gives life. And that's what he's talking about here. Yeah, and, and he goes on. He goes on in the chapter to compare, as you started to move toward, uh, to compare this this old ministry of the law with the spirit of God. There is no spirit of the law. You know, this this talk about the letter of the law versus the spirit of the law, and, and then you get all this jumbled up covenant mixture going on. There's just it's just made up. I, I don't know how else to say that. Mm-hmm. I wish I could come up with a more creative way. But yeah, he goes on to say that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, the ministry of the Spirit of God is a far superior ministry. It has more glory than that old ministry of the law written upon stones, which was being brought to an end. Uh, There was glory that was fading very quickly, but there was glory once upon a time with that old ministry of condemnation, that ministry of death. But now this new ministry of the Spirit, this ministry of righteousness, far exceeds that one in glory. The old one no longer has any glory because of the new glory of the Spirit of God that surpasses it. So for what if, uh, verse 11, for if what was being brought to an end came with glory, much more will what is permanent have glory. And so there is this idea out there in theological seminaries or whatever you want to call them and and they'll they'll apply it in, in different places i mean they'll they'll apply it in old testament passages in leviticus they'll especially i think apply it during something like the sermon on the mount in matthew 5 where they will try to they'll try to water down the law we call it cheap law around here lately mm-hmm. uh, cheap law water it down try to bring it down to a place where people can actually keep it when that was never the intention of the law, when God gave it to Israel. And so they'll say, well, see, Jesus, here he's talking about the letter of the law, but then he reveals the spirit of the law, and it's by the spirit of the law that we will be judged. Uh, Well, that leaves us all doomed. But you see, they're under the assumption, I think, Joel, that, for example, in in the case of Jesus in Matthew 5 and the Sermon on the Mount, which goes for three chapters, by the way, um, they're under the assumption that Jesus is speaking a new covenant teaching to all future believers when that wasn't his audience at all, and that really wasn't his purpose at all. Yeah, that's right. Jesus came as an old covenant teacher. This is new news for some people. Some people don't um, don't realize this or understand it, saying that he had come for the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and he, he came to correct law teaching. The Pharisees were teaching the law, but they were doing it wrong, and uh, the people were all messed up. This is at least one reason why Jesus came teaching the law. And so he had to set the, the people of Israel straight on what the law really said. So Jesus wasn't teaching the spirit of the law to these people. He was teaching the law in its purest form, as purely as the law could be taught, going down to the nitty-gritty of it and telling people what it really, really said. Because the purpose of the law, one of the purposes, was as their schoolmaster to lead them to faith, to show them their self-righteousness is no good, that they need to turn to something else other than their own works. They need to turn to faith. And so the Sermon on the Mount and uh, various other things that Jesus said 
and talked about. Those were talks about the law, the Old Covenant in its purest form, trying to show these people what the law really said, what the Old Covenant was really all about. And hopefully that would help them to turn to faith. And next week, I think we'll talk about repentance and what that really means, because the reason why Jesus wanted people to understand the fullness of the law, not the spirit of the law. See, Paul Paul never talked about the spirit of the law. He never used that phrase. He talked about the law, and he said, I've become dead to the law. I've been crucified with Christ. I, through the law, died to the law, not the spirit of the law, and I didn't die to the law so that I might live to the spirit of the law, but that I might live to God. And so all of these things point to the need for faith, the need for people to be justified by faith and to live by faith, because Paul said that he's been crucified with Christ. He no longer lives, but Christ lives in me. And I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me, not by the spirit of the law. And so Jesus, one of the things that he told the people was to repent and to believe the gospel. And so next week, if we have anything uh, left, o- left over to talk about regarding the spirit of the law, we can um, catch up on that and also talk about this thing, what repentance really means. What did Jesus really mean when he said repent and believe the gospel, the good news? Was he saying change your evil ways and start living right? Or was he talking about something else? We'll talk about that coming up next week right here on Growing in Grace as we celebrate 800 podcasts. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace.